Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thank you for joining us for the Informatics Bike podcast. This podcast provides an opportunity to listen as members discuss innovation, hot topics, and new technology in the world of pharmacy informatics. My name's Amy Hug. I'm the director of the section of Pharmacy Informatics and Technology, and I will be your host today for the ASHP Informatics Bytes podcast. With me today is Barry McLean, who is the Director of Pharmacy Information Systems at Advocate Aurora Healthcare in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Thank you for joining us today, Barry. Let's get started talking about today's topic, the NCPDP script version 2017-071 update. So can you tell us what NCPDP is and what's the script update, please? Yeah, thank you, Amy. The National Council for Prescription Drug Programs, or NCPDP, is a standard development organization that oversees the script interface standard. And the standard is really the backbone for transferring prescription information between pharmacy prescribers and payers and uh, others. The standards around e-prescribing have definitely come a long way since since when they were developed in the 1990s. As with all health systems out there, I have gotten the opportunity to dive into the details of what NCPDP 2017-071 over the past couple years. And as many of us are familiar, Medicare Part D officially adopted NCPDP script version 2017-071 for e-prescribing effective on January 1st, 2020. And SureScripts will completely stop supporting the previous version by the end of 2020. A fundamental goal specifically with this version is to optimize the communication of prescription information between providers and pharmacies by reducing the need for manual intervention. Another way of saying the number of inefficient phone calls and faxes. Having CMS mandate the use of the updated script standards for e-prescribing evens the playing field for evolving the use and benefits of prescription information. The script update has a lot of new technical enhancements, including numerous new data fields and message types. But a lot of the core features like prescription canceling and changing are not brand new. A point I want to emphasize today is just because prescribers and pharmacies support the new interface standard coming into this year doesn't mean that prescribing and pharmacy software vendors have updated their applications to even use these features or providers and or pharmacies opt to use them if they are available. That is a real challenge here. Hey, Barry, thank you for that. Can you tell us more about the new features? Yes. At this point, it's fairly common knowledge that the updated standards expanded prescription instructions from the 140 characters to 1,000 for new prescriptions. But in addition, 
prescriptions carry new fields to allow prescribers to opt out in receiving prescription renewals for specific scripts and allow providers to specify a different alternate provider for renewals, such as ED or hospitalist providers indicating an appropriate primary care provider for a renewal. Also, there's support for prescribing and renewing mixtures or compounds up to 25 discrete ingredients. And uh, there are also new fields for items like dose titration, parameters, IV administration, wound care details, flavoring requests, diabetic supplies, weight-based dosing, which isn't technically required for pediatrics, but has certainly some benefits with that, and also sending discrete allergies and intolerance from the provider's EHR to the pharmacies as well. So those are just some of the new fields and elements, but uh, some you know unique or really new features that are available also include enabling pharmacies to electronically request a prescription for medications they've not actually previously dispensed. Another important aspect of the script update is standards for allowing electronic transferring of prescriptions between pharmacies themselves. And there's also features built within the messages that will allow for providers to communicate with a REMS administrator to initiate REMS processes and receive responses from them. Also, some of the features that have existed but maybe needed optimization include the cancel and change Rx functionalities that enhance communication between prescribers and pharmacies. As an example for changes, pharmacies can be more specific on what is being requested and also allows for follow-up messages if they didn't get any response yet to kind of poke the uh, response back after that. The list continues on. There's actually even deeper features available in the standard for dispense history queries and PDMP. Also, a a lot of new features for long-term and post-care acute settings and electronic prior authorization. So it is amazing that we've come that we have the basic requirement for all these features. But the reality is the health systems are a long way to checking off all the boxes. Even if vendors had all of the things readily implemented, the challenges are really tough. Forcing adoption of script version 2017-071 is really the first step in a long journey. And As an example, even within our own organization, we've been talking about cancel prescriptions for for a long time. And one of the initial barriers to this is really just the adoption rate. And even though more pharmacies are now accepting cancel prescriptions, the critical mass really needs to be there from a health system standpoint. You clearly can't train physicians that this works in this situation, but not in this one, you know, unless it is a a significant critical mass of of pharmacies accepting these things. And even when you get to that point of 
adoption, just the workflows in general are are things of a lot of new adventures. You know, how, how does that reconciliation, when you actually do a cancel, do you do it for every single change of a prescription or is it something that's very intentional? Same things with change prescriptions from pharmacies, just what is the design of that process? How responsive will folks actually be to that information? And is there going to be information overload? So even once you get to that level, everyone's using it, how do you use it is still a question that I don't think anyone has really well-defined. Another feature that got a little bit modified is the requirement for height and weight for pediatric patients. The original intent was to require sending those observations through the e-prescribing for any patient under 18, and a lot of that got held up because of what I just said with regards to the complexity of when do you use that or not. It's not always practical to have heights and weights entered for a patient, depending on many different scenarios. Not all the time do you actually see the patient when you're creating a, a prescription, or nor do you need that those variables for every patient that's under 18. So there's a lot of pros and cons with, with these types of features. Even the luxury of having a 1,000 characters on a SIG brings challenges to the size of prescription bottle labels, if you really think about it. Wow, thanks for that feedback. I'm curious, though, Barry, how can we overcome any kind of these practical challenges that you just described? Just my personal bias, but I do believe this is a great opportunity for ASHP and the section of pharmacy informatics and technology. I do think that they're, that having policy statements and best practices supporting workflows like prescription changes and cancellations, for example, that effectively endorse the ubiquitous use of those features and help provide guidance for health systems will definitely help get it off the ground. The implications of refining a patient's medication list between EHRs and pharmacies are huge with the ability to electronically change and cancel a prescription. Even just bringing wide attention to the need is critical. So I see a lot of benefit. I see a lot of health systems trying to do a lot of things to attempt implementing these concepts and often turning it off. So it makes a lot of sense bringing this to a higher integrated group. And with that, for sites that have been successful with some of these features, it is a great opportunity to share that work for some of us that have been challenged by the details of this for many years. So I'm very open-minded to seeing what actually works or doesn't and starting having a conversation there. Great. Thanks, Barry. Sharing is always good. So can you um, elaborate a little bit on what types of resources might be available? Yes. So I think this is an area where a lot of our organizations have crossed this bridge of implementing the script standard, but uh, I think that there's a continuous relationship with working with our EHR vendors or our pharmacy information system vendors to help incorporate these, these new features and help give them guidance in developing it. So I think there are important resources to be using. 
of course, SureScripts that really supports the transmission of this information are important partners in this. Uh, an area where I actually get a fair amount of reference material is healthit.gov. They have a interoperability standards advisory section that does a good job keeping up to date with what are the different conversations that are out there right now within this space. And I do want to reference another podcast by Scott Bonzak that was on the CMIO podcast, which was largely an inspiration for this podcast concept. That's great. Thank you for that. That's all the time we have today. I do want to thank Dr. Barry McLean for joining us today to discuss this and join us here in the future as well as we talk with ASHP subject matter and content matter experts on a variety of pharmacy informatics topics. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.